2: All right, let's jump into the Lake Show. News Talk 830 WCCO. Just heard from Paul Hodowanic. Going to hear him at the top of each hour. Christopher Tubbs is producing, and I'm your host, Henry Lake. Thanks for hanging out with me and everybody here on News Talk 830 WCCO. In a week of just straight politics On top of politics, on top of politics, it's all about, it's been all about election coverage this week with election day this past Tuesday. At some point, we are going to step away from it. The same way that at some point, well, it's already happened, right? We don't have to see the same old damn political ads. We were all in our feelings with these political ads. We were over it. We were tired of it. I'm tired of seeing the same old, same, a bunch of garbage. Okay. So that's how we felt about the ads the last month, probably. And we'll feel that way probably starting this weekend with just the entire conversation revolving around politics and elections and voting. And, well, I shouldn't even say this. We, well, whenever every vote is counted, okay, I'll just put it that way. When every vote is counted and we have the final results in, then I think that everybody will get it off of uh, being top of mind. But with that being said, there's something that just flat out infuriates me, and it makes no sense to me, is that there is right now the lamest excuse going when we have um, elections taking place. There is this voting narrative that just makes me sick, and to me it's no excuse for when you lose. It's, well, it's it's quite frankly the narrative that Republicans are losing races because of early voting. Somebody's got to help me make sense of that. How are you losing races because of early voting? Why wouldn't you just vote earlier. Like who like is this is this like a one-sided thing here? I, I I'm trying to figure all of that out. If you know that that maybe younger people or one party tends to lean towards early voting, I don't care how you view yourself as a Republican, as um, a Democrat, as an independent, as any, uh, just a per, uh, just a citizen of the of the United States of America, and you want to vote, okay? Where well, you're able to mail in a vote, right? Because I know that every every place we're, we're we're different. But how is how does that hurt? Like just just don't fall into the I'm going to vote on election day. Do your damn job earlier, if you want to make sure that. I, that part I don't get. And listen to this clip because, you know, Fox, everybody's got coverage. MSNBC's got coverage. CNN's got coverage. Uh, Fox News' has coverage. And it's uh, it's Kaylee uh, McEnany. And she is talking. They had a roundtable. It's her. I know that Michelle Tafoya was up there. And. This morning, she she doesn't start with the issue of the early voting, but she gets to it. But just just take a listen to to what she has to say here.
1: Number one, any talk about 2024 prior to 2022 was not helpful. Um, It energizes Democrats when you have a Trump versus DeSantis battle comments about 2024 before 2024 is even here just fueled the media narrative. If you look at the headlines that came out of some of the Trump rallies, Ron DeSantis versus Trump, and it fed this media cesspool where they wanted to make this about Trump didn't help people in vulnerable districts like Abigail Spanberger, for example. So, yes, that did not help, I would say. But there's also early voting. You could vote for 50 days in Pennsylvania. And when Democrats were pushing people out, what were Republicans doing? Showing up on the day of the election where it rains outside, your child gets sick, something happens. You can't bank it all on one day. We've got to get early voting right.
2: What do you mean you have to get early voting right? Like, if, if if you are a Republican voter and you want your candidate, you want to make sure that your candidate is the one that's elected, then you, you got to get out, get out there and do it. And don't wait to the last minute. It, I, I just I think that she actually made a good point. At the end of it, because if you do wait till the last minute, some things can happen. And you put yourself in a bad spot but to me the early voting excuse is not a legitimate one at the end of the day it will always be about the issues that are on the table equal access to being able to vote and to me mail in ballots is not an it's not an equal access thing we t- we we we've, we've heard and been talked about uh Voter intimidation, and we've heard about drop boxes and all of that stuff in Arizona. Like, you just got to do better. Like at at the end of the day, you got to do better. And to me, out of all the things, look, do I think that we live in a perfect world? There's no question. We don't. We got a lot of problems. We got a lot going more wrong than we're doing right nowadays. It seems like, and that's very unfortunate to, to have that kind of view, right? Because it's a very pessimistic view on the world, but. Early voting is not a reason why one candidate versus another candidate or one party versus another party is 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 losing elections.
3: No, we heard it back in 2020 from Donald Trump that go to the polls and vote. You know, it's all about this voter fraud. Right. It's you know, so many things could go wrong. Your ballot could get lost in the mail. All of these things could happen if you don't vote the day of. If you really feel like that's the issue think you better on the messaging like tell your you know tell your supporters tell you hey get out there get it early if you have the same access if democrats and republicans and independents if everybody's got the same access take advantage of it like there's no reason not to full disclosure henry i voted probably like maybe two two and a half weeks early my wife did it because we did it when we had the time yeah for sure. and and Absolutely. I, I For once, like you said, at the end of it, I totally agree with her. Like, things can happen. But at the end of the day, take advantage, but don't feel like you're not doing your patriotic duty or whatever if you don't vote in person, it, if you don't vote the day of. It, it,
2: it, it makes no sense. But there's another layer to this. And we might have to play the soundbite one more time for the people that, that, that maybe just missed it uh, a few minutes ago. What she did was something else, though. She she revealed something fraudulent in the United States of America that happened this election cycle that I think that will never, ever get past. I'll reveal what that is coming up next year on The Lake Show.
0: This is a journey into sound.
2: Welcome back to The Lake Show. In this segment, I'm actually going to give some advice to Republican voters. I'm going to do that. But you can weigh in at 651-461-9226 because we're talking about this narrative surrounding early voting and how it hurts Republican voters, but it helps Democratic voters. If you... If you're a voter and you want to vote early, vote early. Don't get stuck into this thing where you think that you just have to vote that day. Chris acknowledged that him and his wife they had time a couple of weeks before. They just went ahead and got it out of the way, which is good. But I, I I'm not buying that excuse. I'm, I'm not. I'm not buying it. Okay. Don't wait to the last minute to do that. I want to play it one more time though, Chris. I want to play the uh, the Fox News soundbite from Kaylee McEnany. About um, Well, she, she said that the back and forth people looking to Trump, DeSantis, that that's problematic for Republicans. But then she at the very end was talking about the um, the early voting play it just one more time, because I have a, another point that I want to draw out of the point that she made there at the very end.
1: Number one, any talk about 2024 prior to 2022 was not helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, it energizes Democrats when you have a Trump versus DeSantis battle. Comments about 2024 before 2024 is even here just fueled the media narrative. If you look at the headlines that came out of some of the Trump rallies, Ron DeSantis versus Trump. And it fed this media cesspool where they wanted to make this about Trump. Didn't help people in vulnerable districts like Abigail Spanberger, for example. So, yes, that did not help, I would say. But there's also early voting. You could vote for 50 days in Pennsylvania. And when Democrats were pushing people out, what were Republicans doing? Showing up on the day of the election where it rains outside. Your child gets sick. Something happens. You can't bank it all on one day. We've got to get early voting right.
2: All right. So so Republicans. That's a me problem, right? That that's a that's a me problem or you however you wanna view it or whatever, how you view yourself. But that's a problem that they have to deal with in terms of the messaging, okay? And I agree with her on that. The other thing though, and I and I disagree about the the whole Trump DeSantis stuff to um in a small way, because cause I, I know that people are thinking about that right now like that because there gives a back and, and I don't want to say a back and forth because DeSantis hasn't said anything today. But Trump is going off on true social about DeSantis and he's he's laying in, everybody's laying in the Fox and everybody's stepping away from it. I totally get that. We saw that coming. But I disagree with Kaylee in that she's talking about the Trump DeSantis stuff. Democrats didn't care about that. Abortion is what they cared about. They they cared about every other thing other than Democrats were not focused on Trump and DeSantis. That had nothing to do with driving people to early voting. It had on the Democratic side. It had nothing to do with that. But but let's just get back to my point about the early voting. There's something that she said. There's something that I've been saying for weeks and it's totally flipped something that we've long done for many, many years. And I think it's over. I will never buy into it. I will never feed into it. It's broken. And it's polling. Polling, I think, is forever bro- broken. Polling will always be a thing, but individuals like me and many other voters, we won't trust it. I Look, I'm not going to say I won't look at polls. Of course, we will look at polls. I just recently was looking at a Gallup poll about the Supreme Court not too long ago. So, of course, we will look at polls. But you won't truly, fully trust them when we talk about voting. And, and the, the polling was so wrong. We had, po- we had people that had been talking about polls for the last two and a half, three weeks. I mean, look, we got a lot of great individuals on our station both that do shows and also are contributors from Tom Houser to Blois Olson. I mean, across the board, we got unbelievable, un- unbelievably talented people. But a lot of polls that were being pushed out were just flat out wrong. And this is the thing about the polls. And this is something that the Republicans should look at. These polls, I think, actually screwed them. And I'll tell you why. These polls that they were pumping out the last two, two and a half weeks were, were favoring them so heavily that I think that it gave them a false sense of we're good here. And that screwed them. When you, when a week out, there's a poll that says that Schultz is going to defeat Keith Ellison by seven points. I think a lot of people are like, what? Well, <laughs> what? you, you and I <laughs>
3: both kind of raised our eyebrows like,
2: I, I had not heard that. Yes, we were literally. It was one of the shows a week ago. Mm-hmm. We're both like in the in the top of the in the top of the hour update. Me and Chris looked at each other like, "That's fake news." Like, like we literally we looked at each other because I can't remember who was doing the um. I think my dad Paul doing the I think update. It was Paul doing it. Yeah, it was Paul. Maybe he doing was the, just relaying no, what yeah, he. Oh, had. for sure, for sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's just reading the information. But I said to myself, "What?" But when that stuff was put out there, yeah. It, it hurts Republicans. It does. Yeah. It, Cause I think that there's a certain percentage of Republicans that fed into it. Listen. You got complacent. 651, six, 461, two, two, six. I would love to hear from a Republican, one or two, about the polling and how they viewed it. Did it impact them? Did, did it, did it keep them away? Did it encourage them to vote? However, it impacted you. But I'm telling you right now, I am not somebody that's getting suckered into the polling bit. I'm not. I am going to vote. I knew all along I'm voting, I'm voting, I'm voting. I'm not going to get suckered into all of this stuff about polling and this is what it's leaning here and it's leaning there and all of that stuff. Look, right now on one of the um, on one of the networks, I think it might have been like CNN. They're saying that the GOP is looking to uh, open investigations about um These campaigns right now, if they end up taking that, that's where we're at. We knew going into this, there are going to be certain states that's going to be so tight. And when we talk about mail-in ballots and drop-off stuff, we knew that Arizona was going to take days. We knew that.
3: We knew Nevada was going to take a while. We knew that. Mm -hmm. This is not an excuse. What do you want to say? Oh, I I was just going to say that, you know, everything that I had seen both on the Republican and the Democrat side was don't look at the polls. Ignore the polls. Just vote. Just go out. Don't. I didn't a- see that. Okay, I, saw,
2: I saw that on the Democratic side, they were saying don't look at the polls because mm-hmm. something's not off here. And we all follow different people on social media and stuff like that. But yeah. I was sitting on that on that side. I saw people on the Republican side that were touting mm-hmm. the polls and saying, look, people are riding with us. And I thought that that gave them a false sense of security.
3: See, and I, I did – I did see the message on the Republican side that did say, hey, go out and vote. Go out and vote. Make sure you're out there. Mm -hmm. But I do feel like you know there was a little bit of a sense of complacency. Like, okay, I'm feeling more confident because everything you've got – a president that is not popular, let's just be honest. You've got an economy and inflation that's in the crapper. I totally understand that. You've got a lot of things, a lot of variables out there that are, are hurting the Democrats. And I mean, rightfully so, Republicans had reason to be optimistic. But to me, like all of these things that affected it, t- to me, the number one thing on the ballot for me wasn't abortion. It wasn't inflation. To me, it was just democracy. It's like, I don't want to be caught in a, in a, a country that no longer is able to have elections. To me, that was the, I don't want anything that happened on January 6th. I don't want to have to live through that again. So that was me. Any of this, Trump DeSantis stuff to me it's like that I, stuff actually. I didn't
2: care about that after at the all. Fact,
3: I didn't I wasn't even thinking about that. Yep. And we've all got things that we voted on. But I mean that was for me. But yeah, when we talk about the polls, I feel like no polls out there are going to be one hundred percent objective. They're they're always gonna be slanted or skewed to the right or to the left. And in this cycle, it just so happened to skew towards the the Republicans.
2: All right, 651-461-9226. If you'd like to weigh in on that, you may. Uh, But we can get on to other matters because something that I do want to get to after um, the weather here in Paul Douglas is, look, what is the goal with Twitter? What is the goal with Elon Musk? It's clear to me I get to it next year on The Lake Show. I don't care how you identify yourself. I don't care... If you're claiming democrat, if you're claiming republican, I'm a conservative, I'm a li- whatever. Make sure that you vote. And don't trust polls. That will be my advice. I've been telling people this for weeks. Don't trust these polls, man. Something's off. I'm see- there's too much variation here from this place to this place and then a week before I was stunned when the Schultz, Ellison stuff came out. I was like, "What? That seems so wrong. There's no way that that's the case. There's no way. I said, th- this is slander. And then, what, about a week before it started coming out, we started hearing all these stories about these polls are being pushed by Republican entities, and I said, well, yeah, that makes sense. But at the same time, just like I stated in the last segment, if I'm somebody that's supporting Republican issues, And I am a Republican. I'm not trusting it because complacency sets in and you will not you won't you won't feel like, okay, it's go time. Like we got to get up. We got to make sure that we get out there. So I've asked if anybody I don't care how you vote, if you could call in about your thoughts on polling, if you trust them. Also, from any Republican out there about the messaging and the way that things played out. And then, you know, at, at the end of the day. I think that each party's going to have to do a much better job of corralling their bases. And I'll tell you this I think that every older Democratic leader, and I don't care what their name is, I don't care if it's Joe Biden, I don't care if it's Nancy Pelosi, I don't care who it is, they must go out and thank young voters. They must go out and say thank you to the young women. That said no, I don't want somebody to have control over my body. Because we know how how important an issue that was. Let's go to J B. He's in his car.
4: Sub J B. Hey Lake, thanks for taking my call. Appreciate your show. And I had a little dialogue a few months ago, um, which I won't get into. I'm gonna try to do this in about thirty seconds, okay?
2: Hey, hey, take your time. We got so- we got a minute
4: okay i'm driving in my truck so yeah. first of all i'm a ronald reagan republican which some of you younger people might understand that but that's that's where i've been I'm, I'm 60 now um secondly i think polls should literally be outlined now for a guy that doesn't want my government in my business i i think they should be outlawed but it's a big business but i don't think polling helps republicans or democrats because there's not enough american voters that really are going to dig into these issues And you're right. They listen to polls and they may not show up to vote or they may not mail in a vote. I don't like polls. I think they should be out loud. But it's a big business. They won't be out loud. And and, and
2: you would agree. Let me ask you this before you get to your third point. You would agree that that it sounds like you're along with me. You're not trusting or faithful in the accuracy of the polling.
4: Correct, sir. Correct. Yep. Yep. And then and then third, here's why I have a problem with mail in voting. We can, we can set up appointments to meet our friends for dinner or for uh, uh, an event, but it's convenient to vote versus voting on the day of the election, and, and it's probably going to be always that way. But my concern is if we can vote 30, 40, 50 days before the election, what happens if something comes out about the candidate? My vote's already casted. We never had that problem when you had to vote on the on Tuesday other than if you're a military person so that that those weeks upon weeks or even months upon months that you can vote early what happens if thing comes out unfortunately about a candidate yeah. I've already cast my vote so how, how do you how do you equal that out
2: you know what you're 100% correct you're 100% correct, J- J- JB. I got, not, I got no comeback. I got no trying to put you. In- nope, nope. I agree with you 100% because and I think that the perfect one to address that is the Herschel Walker stuff in Georgia. Like that yeah. stuff st- came out like the last like two and a half weeks about the abortion stuff and it galvanized even more voters. So no, I think this sp- sure. you're spot on, JB. I-, I, got no, I got no issue with any of those points.
4: OK, brother. Well, we'll keep uh, we'll keep battling, bro.
2: I appreciate it, man. Thanks for the phone call from from JB, who's in his car uh, traveling. And, and I appreciate the uh, that was that was a great point. And I hadn't even got to be honest. I hadn't even really thought about that that much about if you if you if you push your vote out or you you put your vote in that much earlier than everybody else. What what if something comes out? And you're like, that's a no, no, no. Yeah, this and, is a no-fly yeah. zone. And,
3: and I, think you, You're screwed. And, yeah, and I think that's kind of one of the things that we heard about Pennsylvania with John Fetterman. Like, people were voting before he had the stroke, unfortunately. And I'm not saying unfortunately vote. I'm saying unfortunately because of the stroke. Yeah, yeah. And, and I mean, that's been kind of a concern. It's like, well, is is he fit? Is he capable? Because I voted before this happened. I think that that was a concern that – well, I heard flying around whether or not it's valid.
2: But this is the thing, and I'll say this, and I think that JB, if he was still on the line, and I love the phone call, JB, call anytime. I think that JB would agree with me on this. I think that there's so many people, though, that if they did mail in the ballot weeks ahead of time, you know what that tells me? They knew. They knew. There was no changing their mind yeah. whatsoever. And I'll give you a perfect example of that. In Georgia, there are people. I remember now, I went to school in Georgia. I lived in Georgia, and I'm not talking about just on campus. I'm talking, you know, it, down in Atlanta. I'm talking. About, I lived in Austell. I lived in Marietta. I lived in decay. I lived various different areas. You mean to tell me that there are a lot of people down there right now with this Warnock, Herschel Walker that look, and they know damn well Warnock is the better candidate. But you know what they're going to do? They're voting Herschel Walker no matter what. Herschel Walk. They could come out tonight with audio or video of Herschel Walker doing the worst thing. And you know what? Somebody's still going to uh, uh, vote for him in the runoff. I mean, that's just the way it is. So so with some of that, the the couple of months ahead or whatever, how many weeks ahead, it doesn't matter. Let's go to Bob in South Minneapolis. What's up, Bob?
5: Hey, Henry, are you enjoying your new uh, hours? I am now because they've actually kind of kicked in. They weren't able to
2: kick in really until after the twin season. But, uh, but yeah, I- I'm enjoying them.
5: Well, I enjoy listening. Um, Appreciate it. I'm going to qualify what I have to say by stating right up front, I am a Democrat. Mm -hmm. My son worked uh, for four years in the Obama White House as an advance man. And he would go out with his team and they would set up the logistics for the president's uh, visit to a given city. Now, it happened that they came here twice. I got to drive in the presidential motorcade and I got to meet the president. The second time I got to meet the president was right after he was reelected. And I had a brief conversation with him and I said, boy, I sure wish I had known what you knew going in because their internal polling was telling them that there was no way he was gonna lose to Romney, but the polling that we were all hearing about was that it was a dead heat or that Romney was going to win. And he just smiled and said, the last thing in the world we wanted anyone to think is that we had this in the bag. We wanted everyone to think that it was close, that we might even lose, because that energized our voters and got the vote out. And he said, the last thing you ever want anyone to think is that your candidates got it in the bag, because that will motivate certain people to say... Uh, I don't need to get out and vote. And this came straight from the horse's mouth. This came straight from the president himself. He said, nope, we didn't want anyone to know what we knew. And their their guy, their polling guy was the guy that had predicted that Trump might have a chance to win when everyone else was saying there was no way. Yep. So this is the guy that nine times out of 10 gets it right. And I'll I'll tell you another thing, because my son worked for one of the statewide Democratic candidates this time around in Minnesota, and their internal polling was telling them that they were in pretty good shape statewide, but they didn't want anyone to know that. They wanted everyone to think, this is razor-close, this is razor-thin, let's get out the vote. And, uh, And virtually everything that they thought they knew going in came true. Now, there were a few things they didn't think, for example, that they would take control of both houses in uh, Minnesota. But the, they, for the most part, what ended up happening is what they thought would happen. But they weren't sharing that with anyone because yep. overconfidence is not a is not a positive.
2: Yep. No, I'm totally with you. Hey, thanks for the bon- uh, for the phone call, Bob. I appreciate it. Thanks for the uh, uh, compliments about the new time slot, and I appreciate that. And I appreciate you listening. And Bob, as always. A good caller. Let me take another caller, though. I want to hear from a Clark in St. Paul. What's up, Clark?
5: Hey, how's it going? I'm
2: doing awesome, man. How
5: are Hello. you? I'm great. I, I'm happy about the election. I my my side did better than the other side, but I tell you what, I'm even happier about the fact that we don't have all the craziness around the election like we did last time. All the accusations and people saying, you know, it was thr- rigged and all that. It feels like. America is better today than it was a couple of days ago.
2: I agree and with Thursday. you, but I I agree with you, Clark. But I don't think that it's over because I think no. that we're going to see. I, I think that there's going to be maybe a few issues in Arizona because the the Carrie Lake as a candidate, she's just not like she's not all there.
5: Yes, and I'll tell you what else I'm happy about it. I was sad when the Republicans wouldn't play ball and split up the, the surplus money. They tried to power play, tried to get a little greedy, and they got punished for it. And I don't feel the least bit bad for them, because now the Democrats can decide how to spend that surplus money on the and that's what you get for messing around.
2: Hey, thanks for the phone call from Clark in St. Paul, 651-461-9226. It's been a fun hour talking about all of this, because I, I do think that We get these conversations out there, and we talk about it, and we flesh it out, and we become better together. I really do think that that's the best way that we go about it. 651-461-9226. I'll finish off this topic and this first hour next here on The Lake Show. All right, this tweet from Mark, and it's actually addressing something that JB brought up about the if you send in your vote early. He tweeted at me, says, uh, in Minnesota you can still change your absentee vote by canceling your ballot up to the end of the business day two weeks before election day. Just thought a previous caller might want to know that. So thanks for the uh, the inside perspective there from Mark um, just just uh, tweeting at me about that specific um, way that you go about it in terms of changing your ballot two weeks before. Now um, we got a couple of text messages on the um, on the text line
3: there, yeah, on the the city's one plumbing talking text line, uh, we did have somebody kind of addressing that as well. H, uh, you can change your vote uh, up to a day or so before the election. So I mean, uh,
2: they're you're saying it's kind of the same thing. Yeah, yeah,
3: they're about. saying the same thing. And uh, another one here as well that I feel kind of encapsulates everything and kind of what we were talking about at the very beginning. Democrats lost in two thousand sixteen after the poll said Clinton would win by a landslide. Mm-hmm. They learned the lesson. Here's what I think the takeaway is, and I, I don't think anybody can argue this talking point because I think there's some meat on the bone. Dems are simply better at getting people out to vote early.
2: Oh, there's no question about and, that.
3: And I mean I think it all just kind of – you know th- I think they but, press that sense of urgency.
2: But there's also a narrative that I think that even Democrats need to stop with and they need to look at themselves in the mirror and be like, you know what? We got to chill with this beating ourselves up. There's a lot of this beating up each other, saying um, our messaging is wrong, and I just think that that's – I think that's false.
3: Like the, the Dems' messaging is wrong?
2: Yes. The, I'm talking about even before this election cycle. I'm talking about even mm-hmm. the last election cycle because I remember having a little bit of a back and forth with Blois about messaging, and I'm like I don't think that there's anything drastically wrong with, with, with the messaging from – The Democratic side of it, because most people, this is just the way people view it. They view it as Republicans are better at messaging. And I don't think it's that way. I think it's that there are some things that a lot of people don't like that Republicans have as a part of their messaging. And also, let let me let me say this and and put this on record. And I know that some people don't want to believe this or hear it, but I'm not claiming it as fact. This is just my opinion, because that's all it is. I believe that the stumping for Democratic votes by Barack Obama in the last two weeks trumped Donald Trump and what he was doing for Republican candidates. Because when you saw these clips of Barack just going off, he was telling people it's about democracy and vote. When you saw Donald Trump at these rallies, it was about him. And then he pivots and says, This person has my blessing. That's two different things that we're talking about here. You have one person saying, We live in a democracy. We need to keep it strong and tight and together. Get out there and vote because our freedoms are dependent on this. And then you've got this other guy that's about me, 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 me. And he's chilling stuff. Yeah, And And he's trying to sell uh, uh, um, mugs. And he's trying to sell umbrellas. And he's trying to (sighs) – you're not on the ballot, my
3: man. Yeah, I I think you're trying to take that Trump endorsement. And really trying to ride that to a win. And I think we saw that maybe. But that's with any endorsement. Oh, absolutely. I I, I mean, I don't blame them because that's kind of what he does. It's like in the Republican Party, if you've got a Trump endorsement, that means something.
2: Yep. All right. Coming up next here, let's get into a little bit of hockey. Jessie Pierce. She covers the Minnesota Wild. Let's talk Wild Hockey with Jessie Pierce. Barred Down, Beauty's Podcast, and NHL.com.
0: Next.